Class, please be seated. Today on episode number 40 of the Bad Crypto Podcast, we'll talk about Bitcoin gold and what the fork is all about. We'll get corrected by a listener and there will be news. Now, who has a question? Bueller? Bueller? Anyone? Don't even ask me what that was about, Mr. Travis Wright. I have no idea. It was Class. a Ferris moment. <laughs> Class, remember that? That was a that was a nice uh, that was a, that was an excellent uh, uh, Bueller there. That was that was really good. Ben Stein, thank you. Ben yeah, Stein. Ben Stein. Remember, good. remember uh, when Ben Stein's money? Yeah, that's where Jimmy Jimmy crying Kimmel first. Uh, I know. Oh, Jimmy. We love Jimmy. Jimmy, get better. Uh, so, hey, welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast. This is episode number 40. I'm Joel Kahn, and that over there, that guy with the funny beard, that's Travis Wright. That's me, you guys. Hey. So, uh, 40. So, just to let you know, I am drinking a 40, pouring a little bit out for my homies, because this is episode 40. 40, lordy, look who's 40. And uh, heard in 158 countries from all regions of the world, and maybe even reaching the North Pole, so that Santa Claus knows I that we want a bag of Bitcoin gold for Christmas, or just actually just Bitcoin. Maybe it's be a leprechaun. Stay away from my Bitcoin gold. It's the end of the rainbow. <laughs> You know, what's really uh, fun is our Telegram group has really just taken off. If you don't know what Telegram is, it's a cool social app that's available for desktop on Mac and PC and also on your iPhone or Android device. And it's basically a room that you can come and chat with other bad Kryptonians at any time. Yeah, I thought I, you know, I was incorrect because I thought it was something that was delivered by the Pony Express, but apparently technology has taken over and that room even, I mean, it's amazing. Like I didn't check it for a couple of days because I was in LA uh, working on a blockchain a consulting project and I came back and I looked and there was over 1300 messages that I had not seen. Yeah, people are asking questions, they're bringing answers, they're having fun, they're posting fun uh, Bitcoin memes, and uh, they're talking bad crypto. And this is, you know, we're just really thrilled that we've got a community that is vibrant and active and growing, and you can be part of it. If you're not, go to badco.in forward slash telegram, and it will lead you directly to our group in the app. And with that, to the mailbag. Bad crypto inbox. You got mail. You know, there's a reason we are the Bad Crypto Podcast, and that's because, you know, we've only been at this three months of broadcasting, and we're honored to be in the top 100 uh, pod, business podcasts in the world. That blows us away, but we don't always get it right. And in fact, we often get it wrong. And you want to read this uh, comment we got from a YouTube uh, listener? All right, from ISAS FTW for the win. Hey, I'd like to point out that your description of a fork is a bit wrong. 
It's correct that Bitcoin Cash was created because some miners wanted to update the network in a way that the rest didn't agree with, but the money doesn't come out of thin air. It's called a fork because the entire history of the blockchains are identical, but when a fork happens, they split off in their own directions. Hence, it's called a fork because it looks like a fork when it's visualized. Well, there you go. Uh, and that this is why we need a community. We need a support group around us to uh, to let us know how wrong we are, because and I don't happened. even remember that us saying that in the episode. Uh, but the Bitcoin cash thing happened on like August 1st. And so our first episode was like July 17th or 18th. And so we probably didn't really I, I remember going, what the hell's going on with this? I don't even know. All right, let's do an episode. <laughs> well, we, we still don't know. And that's that's fine. Uh, but maybe uh, in this next one, we could pretend like we know what's going on. Address for voicemail. You have one new message. Hey, Joel. Hey, Travis. This is Andy Long, and my BitShares ID is Andy-Long. And I've got a couple ideas for your next uh, big song once you get a million downloads. Hopefully one of these is worth a million bad coin. Uh, the first one is... Uh, a, a play on Welcome to the Jungle. You could say, Welcome to the blockchain. We got fun and games. I'm sure y'all can take it from there and have a lot of fun with that one. And my other one, bad, 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 bad coin. You make me feel so good. Uh, or bad, 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 bad crypto. Anyway, thanks, guys. Stay bad. That's pretty funny. I like the bad, bad coin one. So not really a question, more feedback, and therefore um, we're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. Questions and comments and feedback and compliments. Yeah, for those who don't know, for, to celebrate our quarter of a millionth download, we surprised our listeners with a parody song. And if you want to feel the pain of what that was like, just look for a bad crypto parody, Bitcoin, bye, bye, bye. It's the only three-minute episode you'll find there i believe it is badco.in forward slash bye 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 spelled b-u-y because that's what you do in crypto travis Wright, you're just so full of information <laughs> you are a uh, debbie writes us via email and she says when bitcoin cash forked in august what happened to the remainder of the 21 million bitcoin in circulation did they stay with bitcoin or transform and go to Bitcoin Cash or split between them. When Bitcoin Gold happens, where will its coins come from? Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, or both? Or do they now have their own stash of 21 million coins? Ding, 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 ding. There it is. There's the winner. She actually she asked all these questions. And then she had her own answer. Yeah. So you don't even need us, Debbie. Uh, oh, and if, you know, if ISAS uh, for the win wants to comment on that one, feel free. <laughs> yeah, uh, but really, that's that's exactly what happens when Bitcoin forks, uh, as ISAS for the win says, it duplicates the entire chain. So there is the identical number of coins that are available in the new forked version. And we're going to talk more about the Bitcoin gold fork and figure out if we can figure out what the fork is going on in our feature. But first, let's check out what's happening in the news. Travis Wright, kick it. Let's get it going. All right. So kicking off the news, uh, the Gates Foundation uh, launched a blockchain-powered mobile payment system. So the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, you know, all know Bill Gates, Mr. Microsoft, 
no stranger to blockchain back in the day he's actually said bitcoin is a a pretty solid method of of payment he thinks it's he, not he said it's going to go to a million if you'll remember he said that a one million. day bitcoin would be worth a million dollars right on okay yeah. so since 2015 they've been working on ways to use decentralized ledger right through they created their own thing called level one project and now through that same platform they've launched moja loop which is an open source payment platform designed for people who lack access to the usual payment services i i'm i'm wondering if i need to correct myself here right away did he say it was going to go to a million or a hundred thousand i i think you know uh before ISAS for the win has to write and tell me that I was wrong. I think I might catch myself in it now. I'm Googling it as we speak, but I think maybe he said a hundred thousand. Maybe he did say nobody can stop Bitcoin. Can't stop. Won't stop. Can't stop the Bitcoin. <laughs> and he also said it's better than currency, right? Because Bitcoin, we had that episode a couple episodes ago where Bitcoin is money, not currency because currency you know as the the dollar is currency and it's debt you basically use dollars to pay off debt and so i'm not sure exactly what he said i know that he said that it was better than currency i don't know how much he said it was going to go to i don't know that if he said that or not well he's he's clearly investing it now, even here as i'm looking on the googles so that you don't have to he did do some math and came out where it's possible for bitcoin to hit a million dollars. So uh, Bill Gates and math equals win for Bitcoin holders. Uh, very, very possible. So thank you, Mr. Gates. Thank you for Windows and for this. For being a blockchain evangelist, yes. Um, it says here about this Mojo Loop thing, because it was part of this level one project, it was built by distributed ledger technology startup Ripple. So somehow this is all connected to XRP. Mm -hmm. And then also this uh, they've created an API for mobile systems, and this was developed by Ericsson, Huawei, Telepin and Mahindra Comviva. And so these are a lot of different mobile providers in, you know, Asia, Africa. Some of those are in Europe as well. But we know we know Ericsson. So they're working together for all these different devices. And um, so they'll be able to accept Mojo Loop. And if Ripple is part of that, you know, that's kind of interesting how the platform could work to make transactions work for the people who do not have banks, right? Uh, helping bank the unbankable. This is another platform that can help with that. And speaking of Huawei, I will actually be in Germany on, uh, I'm flying there on this Wednesday, going to a Huawei event in Germany. Joel? Well, auf Wiedersehen, my friend. I was actually, I was invited to that as well, but somebody needs to count the crypto here. So I'm going right. to you know, you and I both could have gone and uh, we could have done a live show there. We could have in German, which would in have been German. a really short show because I don't speak. I don't know any German. German. We could use Google Translate. Uh, so that's really optimistic news. But you know what? There's also a dark side to this whole crypto thing. And a few months ago, somebody told me about an ICO called Tezos. T-E-Z-O-S, and took a close look at it and uh, looked like it was shaping up to be a, uh, a really stout project. In fact, they had the biggest ICO of the summer. It was a, a week-long token sale in July, and they sold more than $230 million in tokens. However, the story out of Zero Hedge uh, today actually a couple of days ago, is that the world's largest ICO is imploding after just 
three months, there is a battle going on within Tezos and the futures of it's not yet uh, tradable um, for whatever reason, but it, the futures on this thing plummeted like there's a chart you guys can look at on the show notes page where it just nosedive to it, it looks flatline looks horrible mm, yeah and so yeah it, it's doubled more than 50 percent and uh, that was being traded on bitmex which is uh, an exchange for cryptocurrency futures and uh, so that was really interesting to see that um you know so this is this is kind of given a black eye to maybe the ico market and uh, investors, they keep throwing capital at companies hoping to hit the next Bitcoin, but uh, not all of these are winners. And in fact, I'm reading a, a book by uh, James Altucher, who is, uh, is, I think it's called Cryptocurrency 101 or something like that. And um, he says that probably 99% of these are complete crap, right? He goes, but there's going to be a few that are going to be completely amazing. I disagree with him on that. 99%. Uh, That's come what he on. said. Yeah, well, you know, we're also going to find out if James is right about his uh, his prophecy because he's been telling his subscribers that Amazon is going to announce this week that they are accepting Bitcoin. I mean, he's been saying it with certainty. So either he's got some inside scoop or, um, you know, he's just selling newsletters. I don't know. He's a smart guy. He's very successful. In fact, we're reaching out to see if uh, James would like to come on Bad Crypto and and talk more about these ideas. Uh, just real briefly, I want to point back to this Tezos and, and let people know that there is a feud happening uh, within the company. There's finger pointing going on. And this is kind of the, one of the reasons that we're going to see the SEC stepping in and saying, hey, these ICOs need to have government oversight um, to some degree, and there needs to be regulation. Mm. Yeah, they're also saying that this the Tezos might become the ICO equivalent of Mt. Gox or Dow, right? Uh, so that one right there was one of the huge ICOs that sort of imploded. And, uh, you know, EOS, uh, that's another one that, uh, well, that's not imploding. Well, it's but not I mean, imploded. It's 290 million or something raised well so far? here's the deal eos is almost a year-long ico and it's still going on and so there's a lot of questions around it i've heard that what they're doing is going to be amazing but at the same time you know we don't really know by the way it, i have on our future show ideas the story of mount gox i think at some point we need to gather around the campfire and pass the marshmallows and and do a um, a story time about Mount Gox because it's it's really fascinating stuff. It is fascinating and it's it's horrible for the people who were in it. And so, if you're not familiar with that, that is uh, some interesting news. Also in the news, so this is one that I added because I found it interesting. Uh, Trump's Attorney General Jeff Sessions he said that Bitcoin is a big problem. Not and, for me. Uh, no yeah, problem I, for not, me. I don't have any. Pro I don't have any problem with it at all. Can we have a show of hands in the audience right now? If you have a problem with Bitcoin, just say out loud right now. I have a problem with Bitcoin. Oh wait, do you I hear, didn't hear that? Anyone. I did not that, hear anyone. That's the sound of nothing. <laughs> right. Well, when you you know this is all about fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And so you know he was asked about it. They had this. They had this big hearing, and he said that he, you know he was asked about the dark web, and uh, he said that. Uh, that is a big problem, right? So, you know, the dark web, it seems to me the dark web being used by criminals 
is going to grow in the coming years. That's what Senator Feinstein asked him. And uh, he said that it's a big problem. She asked if there was any plans for them to address it. And he said that we are very concerned about it. The FBI is very concerned about that. They did take down, I think, the two biggest dark websites. Last one, Alpha Bay, we took down recently. They had over 240,000 sites uh, where the individuals were selling illegal substances and blah, blah, blah. And they use Bitcoin and other traceable financial capabilities. And it is a big problem. You know, you know what's a problem? Criminals are a problem. Criminals Crime are a problem. problem. Uh, you know, because before Bitcoin, how did criminals transact? Whatever means they could, right? Mm -hmm. Bad people do bad things and look for ways to do it. And I'm just going to say that uh, is Diane Feinstein still around? I mean, two words, term limits. Hello. No joke. Hello. Get out of here. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, Jeff Sessions is spending all his time worrying about Bitcoin and marijuana. Like, isn't there other problems out there that should, that should have a little higher precedence? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Some, some significant problems. Uh, on a lighter note, this is something that you discovered today and you pointed out to me that Coinbase actually has is it a subsidiary that they that they own this thing we're going to talk about or yeah, is they, it they do own it, yeah. So it's uh it's the Shift card. It's mm -hmm. the first US Bitcoin debit card and it connects directly to coinbase and it says visa on it you guys can go check this out on the show notes as a link but it's shiftpayments.com forward slash card this came out last year i believe and uh, i believe like last july but see i live in missouri and missouri was one of those states that was not uh, able to get it and so i was like oh i don't know why missouri's not whatever and then so i kind of forgot about it but i checked it into it today because I was like, man, it sure would be awesome. Oh, let me check and see if that shift card works yet. And now I can actually get it in Missouri and I believe all the other states. And so how handy is that? Like if I want to, I'm not going to, I don't keep most of my money in Bitcoin on Coinbase. However, I could easily transfer over $100 or $200 over there if I need to use it, right? And uh, so I'm excited to actually have a debit card where I can access my crypto uh, very handily. So that's good stuff. So it, but it does, by the way, it does cost $10. There's a $10 issuance fee for that. And there are no transaction fees on domestic transactions. And uh, so that is interesting. And oh, by the way, if you want to get this card for free, then you could actually go to badco.in forward slash Coinbase. And when you put your first $100 in and buy crypto, you get $10 of Bitcoin for free. We also get $10 of Bitcoin uh, from referring you, but you could use that $10 and get your shift card for free. Well, yeah, I guess that would be getting it for free. I mean, they don't have an offer where you get it for free, but you will get $10 in Bitcoin. $10 and then use $10, which, yeah. And by the way, as you've been talking, I went ahead and did it. It was seamless. There's a button there that says connect to Coinbase, and then you fill in your, your basic info, your name, address, your social security, um, date of birth, and I have two-factor authentication turned on, so I had to go to my Google Authenticator on my phone put in the six digit number and boom, it says, Roger that you'll be receiving a welcome email shortly. Your card is on its way to Denver and should arrive within one week. That's very nice, Joe Com. but we're doing a show here. Shouldn't you be focusing? I was focusing. I, w I wanted to make sure this thing actually worked. I was like, shift. I can get this right now because Travis is just going to keep talking and keep talking and keep talking. <laughs> Bueller, Bueller, anyone?
Uh, hey, let's uh, keep talking, but let's have this little musical interlude and then let's talk about Bitcoin gold in today's feature. So November 1st, allegedly, is the Bitcoin fork where Bitcoin gold is going to fork from the Bitcoin network. What do you what do you know about Bitcoin gold, Travis? Well, what I know about Bitcoin gold is pretty much what Roger Ver talked told us about whenever we interviewed him in Aspen, right? So I guess what happened with Bitcoin Cash, when it sort of spun out, Bitcoin Cash was essentially their, I don't really even know, Bitcoin Cash is kind of a weird one to me, but I know that Bitcoin took on SegWit and he was calling Bitcoin now SegWit 1 and then this one right here, they're actually creating a block of two megabits in size. And so he's calling that SegWit2. And then he's calling Bitcoin Cash Bitcoin. And he thought Bitcoin Cash was going to be the best Bitcoin moving forward. And it's just all confusing. So so here's what happens. This is what they call a hard fork. And there's still a lot of confusion out there about how this is actually going to go down. You know, Coinbase is uh, not even very clear about what they're saying. But basically, uh, this is a great article that showed up on Steemit.com by Angelo Torano. And there's all kinds of pretty pictures in here, which helps me understand because I'm very visual. And I just kind of want to like go over some of the things he's talked about here because he's really simplified what this is all about. So if you want to understand this fork, Bitcoin gold, really all forks in general, basically the fork is, again, as our friend earlier in the show mentioned, when you have a blockchain and it's got a certain number of rules that it follows, well, the fork is changes the rules somewhat. And so the new forked chain doesn't pay attention to the old rules. It just follows the new rules. It basically forks off, goes its own direction um, under the new terms and, and rules of that chain. Right? That makes sense. I get that. It does make sense. So the old chain follows the old rules. The fork chain follows these new rules. And every single transaction and block that happened before that fork, right? Those are all included in that transaction. So that's why everybody who's done a transaction and is holding any of that original uh, Bitcoin or that original chain is going to have some when it forks off because now you had that coin originally, it forked off, created that new fork, you still have that same amount and then it's just following new rules moving forward and your old coin on the old chain is following the old rules. So essentially you have one of each. Well, now there's a problem because among the mining community, it turns out that there are a, a small group of miners that are controlling a lot of the mining. And uh, because they're controlling more of it, people are afraid that Bitcoin is going opposite of what was it was intended to be, which is decentralized. And it's becoming more and more centralized. In fact, the top six mining pools in the world are actually managed in China. And there's a great uh, image that is on the uh, Steemit website that shows you a pie chart. I like pie. Travis likes pie. And we both like pie charts. And this shows you that um, the Chinese miners uh, really have a, a stronghold on this. Yes. And if you look at that, so 
Antpool is one of those. They have about 17.8%. Then BTC Top, they have 12.4%. BTC.com, 11.7%. Via BTC, 10.5%. F2 Pool, 9%. BTCC Pool, 6%. It's like, and then here's all these other ones that are popping around. And so they are holding a lot of that hash power. And so it seems to me like what happens with those mining pools are they that could it could be really interesting to see what happens to to bitcoin main at that particular time once all that hash power gets taken offline or where where are they going to go yeah the algorithm is being changed a little bit the guy who proposed bitcoin gold the the goal is to make bitcoin decentralized again now again this is uh, you know, one person's interpretation, and I can't say that this is exactly how it works and that this is right, but what they're saying is that they're trying to make it so that others can mine Bitcoin gold easier with equipment that is not this high price because now to mine, you know, they have these farms of gear, and now they're saying that anybody can mine uh, this Bitcoin gold with a very basic graphic processor card um in their mm-hmm. computer so because now those ant miners have taken over and like you just said you have to have warehouses full of these things with is using tons and tons of electricity and so their slogan is get this make bitcoin decentralized again yeah <laughs> and so here's here's how it's gonna work you get it when you have bitcoin so the way that this author uh puts it out there is you could think of this like it's a a free dividend and the, it's distributed at a one to one ratio just like bitcoin cash so if you've got one bitcoin you're going to get one bitcoin gold if you have 15 bitcoin you're going to get 15 bitcoin gold travis right what happens if you have 25000 bitcoin then you would have 25000 bitcoin gold joel no no that's actually not the right answer the right answer if you have 25000 bitcoin you don't give a crap <laughs> you don't care because <laughs> you have twenty five thousand Bitcoin, and because that is know, a lot of money. That's that's like ninety. That's almost a hundred thousand dollars, isn't it? How much would that be? Well, twenty five thousand Bitcoin, uh, my friend. That would be. Let's see. Well, how many zeros is that? Fifteen million. One hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, one hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, nice. you'd be okay. You've got your Lambo already. You know, it's it's not going to be of concern to you, but. Uh, I believe that the best place to have your Bitcoin is in a, uh, a cold storage or, you know, hard wallet somewhere off the exchanges. That's off it. the exchanges, off of Coinbase. If you have your Bitcoin on Coinbase or in a vault on Coinbase, take it out, put it on a cold storage wallet, put it on your Trezor, put it on your, your Nano S, your Ledger Nano S, get it off of a Coinbase because. Coinbase never gave anybody any of their Bitcoin cash. I know they said they're going to sometime in the uh, anonymously random future. That's going to happen, but uh, it's unknown at this time. Well, and it actually gets a little more confusing because if what we just said makes sense, there's an article on newsbtc.com that says there's conflicting reports regarding the Bitcoin gold fork date. Some are saying that it's already actually happened um, that that it's supposed to occur now on the 25th of this month, but that there's already a pre-mine taking place uh, already. But people are saying 
where's the project source code? They're not able to find it. Nobody's able to verify anything. And so the whole fork could be just a huge nothing burger. Yeah. So they said that the, actually the very first one of the, I guess, the Genesis block, they said that this is going to happen on the 25th of this month. That's what it says on the Bitcoin Gold website. And we'll actually uh, link that to you guys as well. But that's actually the date in which the Genesis block will be mined along with a small pre-mine. So uh, it's hard to say exactly what's going to happen. But if you, the website for this is btcgpu.org. That is the Bitcoin Gold website. You know, as I'm looking at the article that I just referenced here, the first commenter just ripped the author a new one. He, uh, it was originally on, I think, Hacked, maybe Hacked.com, but he references Hacked. And the actual quote from the article is, Coinbase made a startling revelation Friday in its FAQ section where it claimed that Bitcoin gold has already privately forked. It occurred at a point known only to the Bitcoin gold development team and the newly minted digital currency will be made publicly available when the Bitcoin blockchain reaches block number 491,407. That's estimated to occur Wednesday. So those of you who are listening to this episode when it's released, um, it's just two days away, allegedly, from when it's actually supposed to be happening. So there is a lot of coin fusion out there. And the people, the person who wrote this article uh, appears to need an editor. <laughs> and so do we. We need all the help we can get. And that's why we depend on you guys to write in or call in and let us know how we can help you. Uh, you know, our phone line, which once again, one of these days, I'm going to remember it. I'm going to write it down, Travis. I'm going to put it on a sticky note here. What's that number? Well, I mean, you you grew up in Illinois, right? Yeah, I did. That's, that's a 708 number. Uh, well, so it wasn't I, when I was there. It, it was okay, it was you. something else. But okay. So seven, I just remember eight. that it's. I remember there's three eights in a row, so it's seven zero eight 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 five, and then I just know that it's ninety thirty. So seven zero eight 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 five ninety thirty. We'd love to hear from you guys. Give us a call. Our uh, our operator is standing by. Her name is. Uh, Ms. Bitcoin, she's standing by waiting to hear from you. And be sure when you call, if you want us to know who you are, say your name. It doesn't have to be your whole name. Just state your name, uh, maybe where you're from. And then if you have a question, be concise. Ask your question. That's how you end up on the show. Good questions that are concise. And if you just have a comment, feedback, go ahead and leave that as well. And if you just want to call and say, stay bad, uh, we like that as well. But give us a call, 708 885 9030. What are some other ways they can reach out to us, Mr. Wright? Well, they can no longer do that via the AOL Instant Messenger because that does no longer exist. So you do not need to give us your age, sex, or location. Uh, ASL, remember that? ASL, where was that? Hey, where are you guys from? There's tons of ways you got. And actually, there's more channels popping up all the time just because there's a lot of channels out there in the interwebs, right? So you can connect with us on Facebook, badco.in forward slash Facebook, slash Twitter, slash YouTube. Slash Spotify, slash iHeartRadio, slash, slash, slash Telegram, slash GeoCities, uh, slash Mastermind is the Facebook group where we are talking lots of cool ICO stuff as well. So that's a great community. Yeah, you can connect with us on Coinbase as well. On Coinbase? 
Yeah, badco.in forward slash Coinbase. Oh, well, they can't really connect with us. They can just get there free. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> and you can write us uh, via the website, badcryptopodcast.com. Click the contact link and you can reach out to us that way as well. It's still Bad Cryptober. Badco.in forward slash Bad Cryptober. Spread the love. Get free. Bad coin. And stay bad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.